heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. It is Malcolm at eight. Welcome into the voice of a nation, my fellow Americans and all of our friends around the globe. You know, when we reference open borders, often the talk immediately goes to the evil component of gangs, drugs, uh, and terrorists, right? But the silent killer in all of this that very few people talk about is the total and complete decimation of the American way of life. And I'm speaking about the economics and the impact on your family. And the thing we'll talk about today and prove is that this has nothing to do whether you live in Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, Utah, Maine, New York, Florida, doesn't matter where you live in the country, Iowa, Idaho, you get the picture. All the states are being decimated from these policies. And it's the economic policies that are gonna hurt the most and are gonna hurt more long-term, more than all the other components, including the gangs, the drugs, and the terrorists. And surely those are bad enough. I mean, the drug escalation and the fentanyl, the opioids, the deaths that are coming from that are historical in nature. And sadly, if that's happening to someone you know or a loved one, then clearly that becomes, that's, there's nothing worse than that. That's the bigger problem right there. That would surpass the economy in your world if you were one of the unfortunate ones and had this hit home to you. Uh, and then... You know, when you look at gangs and the evil, the crime component there, the escalation of crime in a lot of our cities, this is all being layered on throughout the country. And what we haven't even felt yet, and we will, is that terrorist component. That is, that is going, that's a, that's a player to be named later. That's going to happen down the road. There will be some impact from that, to be sure. Collateral damage, what we're talking about here in a big way. Now, putting all that aside, and it's hard to do that, frankly, that's enough reason in itself to secure our borders and become a sovereign nation again. But even beyond all that, the decimation of your American way of life is going to be complete with the devastation to the economics in your communities. Doesn't matter where you are, but you're going to be hit by this. And that really needs to be the outcry. That needs to be the outcry from sea to shun and sea. People need to raise, rise up and, and raise hell with Washington, D.C., with their representatives and demand answers. Everybody across the spectrum. Th- this is not a Republican problem, a Democrat problem, or an independent problem. It's none of those things, friends. This is an American problem. Crime and economics and things like this, they don't. They don't go to you because you're a Democrat, Republican, or an independent. 
it, it doesn't factor into this conversation. I know they try to make it about that, and they try to factor that into the conversation, but that's not what we're talking about here. Seems everything today is politics, but this conversation really isn't politics, if you really get right down to it. So the latest in this uh, outcry for help declaring a state of emergency is Massachusetts Governor Maura Healey. Just this week, she declared a state of emergency calling for federal help. Now, she's surely not the first, and I guarantee you this, she won't be the last either. New York City has already declared a state of emergency. Chicago has declared. In fact, the whole state of New York has declared a state of emergency. Uh, Massachusetts is the latest. And there will be more of these that will fall and declare a state of emergency. So what she's looking for is she's seeking federal help. She she needs dollars. And we'll get into some of the stats as to why that is. But she is the latest uh, jurisdiction I'm really the latest liberal jurisdiction, if you will. Now, there's the political component there. But these are the people that, and it's hard for these folks to call out to a, a liberal presidency and an administration that is that made a debacle out of this. You, you realize this is really the whole caveat of this thing is these are people in the same political po- po- party that are seeking, you know, retribution for this uh, migrant immigration cry out and the dollars that it takes to operate these and we're in finding homes and education and and this is where the quality of life is going to be absolutely devastated so she's seeking money from federal government uh due to this uh, massive surge happening in massachusetts and we're talking uh well over five thousand families and more than twenty thousand people are in their state shelter system as we're talking right now and they just don't have the means to support any of this just as these other markets that i've shared with you already that have already declared a state of emergency they also are in the same position in fact, Mayor Eric Adams has been very vocal about this in New York City, as you know, and he, he's been pretty much in the face and looking for help from the federal government as well. But is the federal government listening? If it's not listening to red states and Republican governors, is it going to listen to blue states and Democratic governors? Do you think that will make the difference? Well, I can tell you thus far, it hasn't and it probably won't. Because this agenda and the mission of what this administration would do far exceeds uh, this uh, typical political um, volleyball game that's being played out here, basically. This is far more than that. This is the complete and total devastation of our nation that is playing out here in, in the, the light of day. And it's, uh, it's, it's serious. It's serious stuff. It, it'll take years and decades Uh, to come back from this if we can fix the problem. And maybe this is what it takes. Maybe this is what it takes is to come to a new low in our country to be able to wake these people up. Uh, Because really the left and the right, the Democrats and Republicans have not come together for a comprehensive immigration policy under any administration, Democrat or Republican. Uh, It's uh, They just continue to kick the can down the road not really caring what's going to take place. And uh, there are very few that are speaking out in the way that they need to. 
uh, in this uh, complete and total devastation of immigration and migrants that are happening right now. So she needs more funding from the federal government. And uh, so listen to this now. Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema from Arizona, she says that she was livid that New York City was receiving federal funding. And of course, that Massachusetts is asking for it to deal with the migrants instead of states at the border. So think about, and this is a uh, senator who is uh, deals with this and sees the calamities uh, day in and day out, you know, has to deal with this with her constituency. Uh, He has to deal with her trying to get uh, dollars, which she's not able to get from the federal government. Uh, She says, and I quote, what we're experiencing here in Arizona is matched only by what folks are experiencing in Southern Texas, the cinema says. Those are the two communities that are experiencing this crisis. The rest of the country is experiencing some elements of it, but we are experiencing the brunt. That is the quote from Senator Kristen Sinema out of Arizona. Well, she's right. She's absolutely right. If the governor of Massachusetts, Maura Healy, thinks that she's got a calamity and a disaster uh, that requires a state of emergency, uh, what do you think she would do if she was a border state like this with the massive overload that have completely taken over the out-of-control, chaotic border and have devastated towns and crime and all over the place throughout these states? I mean, they are fast becoming third world cesspools, frankly. All compliments of your federal government that we rail against here on a regular basis. And this is one more reason to rail against them. And then the audacity of these people, as we reported back in the last couple of weeks on Viewpoint this Sunday, the with uh, immigration experts from some immigra- uh, Center for Immigration Studies, the audacity of them to uh, sit there and sue Texas because they were putting up the barriers and the water and the the Rio Grande to stop some of this influx of migrants uh, that are coming over. Uh, And, you know, these are only the ones they can stop and the ones that are seen. There are far more that will never be seen in the light of day and that will come through the shadows, if you will, uh, through all those thousands of miles of open borders. I mean, this is why... Trump had made it a big deal to try to do that wall that was highly controversial from the left. And now the the left has totally embraced these radical policies. And this administration is, uh, well, uh, I'll tell you in a minute, some folks, what they say about it, but it's uh, devastating beyond belief. And we're seeing things we've never seen before, ever, like ever, historic. We're in uncharted waters, my fellow Americans, when it comes to this border crisis and the crisis and decimation of the American way of life is really the better way to look at it. In the case of the Massachusetts governor and Chicago, New York, and all the interior states that are struggling with this problem. And this is only the tip of the iceberg. And this was all all preventable and it was all intentional and they knew exactly what they were doing. Okay. Now, 
While the numbers have uh, been a, uh, you know, there are a small percentage of the hundreds of thousands of these migrants that are hitting the border every month, every day, every week, every month. Uh, you know, the they're they're overwhelming. The, 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 these migrants come in; they don't know where to go. It's all very chaotic. The whole process. You've seen a lot of the planes, the uh, the buses. Uh, what's that movie, John Candy, planes, trains, and automobiles? Well, you've seen a lot of that stuff as they try to push these people throughout the states and throughout the interior of the country as well. And they're having troubles with us in Maine and Vermont and New Hampshire. And uh, it's it's everywhere, all the states, because they're just pushing this influx of illegal crossers, migrants, which are all being benefited and put forth for, from the cartels who are controlling the borders. We are no longer in control of our borders. We are no longer a sovereign nation. So our borders are being controlled by the Mexican cartels. The Mexican cartels have jurisdiction there and they are pushing and they have jurisdiction. Many of them are inside our country and are running operations from inside the United States of America. We're talking drug operations. We're talking crime operations. We're, we're talking all of these factors that are going to decimate and are doing it your way of life, my fellow Americans. So this is the time that calls for action, uh, to be sure. Now, Governor Healy out of Massachusetts, she says the state of emergency exists due to the rapid and unabated increase in the number of families with children and pregnant people, many of them newly arriving, migrants and refugees living within the state, but without the means to secure safe shelter in our communities. Let's dissect that a moment from the governor here. Those are her words. Well, and, and here you go. The number of, and we'll get into some facts here in moments here about the, the pregnant people and the children. So what's happening is, First of all, a lot of these people are being brutally raped. They're being it, horrific. It's a horrific environment for any human being to have to go through the torture and the and the 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 uh, the, the crime and criminal aspect against their own bodies. I mean, it's uh, it's beyond. But this could be uh, this is somebody's daughter, somebody's mother, somebody's sister, somebody's aunt. I mean, these are real people, friends. These are real people. Not to take that lightly at all. I mean, you know. Just call them an migrant or an, an illegal uh, immigrant doesn't change anything. These are real human beings. Let's let's be clear. I, I I don't think it benefits anybody, and surely I don't want that impression out there. Like it doesn't matter. Like these people are nothing because they are something. This is not the way to do this. this. Is not the way of life. But this was the promise put out by the Biden administration to to come, and and we'll show that today here. That this this is an invitation, and and we we've got the proof of it. This this is all intentional. Every part of this migrant overload and pulling down of American society is hundred uh, percent intentional by this administration. You know, people may be in some sort of a um, dream factory or illusionary vision they have on this, but we'll clear all that up today to be sure. I uh, think you'll get the facts and the real truth here, but it you know. So let's take, again, the beyond all, you know, the, the trek to get here, those, those hundreds and thousands of miles coming through Mexico into this country are some of the worst uh, climate 
and uh, that you could possibly have on Earth, and the environment, the the, the crime factor, and the the criminal intent here, and the, the the smugglers and the rapists, and the it's all it's the worst part of humanity, and they're they're all there like vultures seizing the opportunity. Um, so that whole area, uh, the the Darien Gap is one area where we've reported on extensively on viewpoint on the weekends. And I mean, that's a, that, that's a massive, op- it, it's first of all, it's difficult to travel through that highly difficult, but even if you get through and you're not going to get through unscathed, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you a piece of your body, a piece of your life or any, anything at all that you have to contribute to these criminal, uh, these evil people who have no value of life here whatsoever you know this whole thing about children pregnant people first of all a lot of them are getting pregnant on the trip here to be sure and then a lot of others have been have gotten pregnant even before they left and they're pregnant while they're traveling can you imagine that the the challenge enough to be pregnant and the challenge of trying to have a safe and healthy baby but then making a, a, a trek like this uh, through uh, a very hostile environment, I mean, even if you're in perfect, healthy shape, is going to be challenging. If you're not in perfect, healthy shape or you're pregnant, well, that's just completely crazy. It's devastating. But these people feel like they have nothing more to gain by staying in these markets where they're at, these countries. And let's face it, a lot of these countries... Uh, are third world cesspools. Most all of them are. They're run by dictators and evil people that, uh, you know, and they are looking for a better way of life. We understand that. We have a, an immigration system here that is could be put forth and where we welcome legal immigrants and legal immigration. And there is a right way to do things. That Now that system is broken and it's been broken for some time. Throughout the Trump administration, they put a lot of um, barriers or factors through the executive order is the caveat to that story. And the problem with executive orders is they can go away in a blink of an eye with the next president who waves his wand and he signs more executive orders. When you govern by by executive fiat, there's all bets are off. And whatever, even if even if good policies, and there were good policies put forth, they will be changed when another radical administration comes in, as in the case of the Biden-Obama administration that came in. That same thing has transpired. They've changed and reversed all those policies overnight. And so they did no good. So without comprehensive immigration, we're just fooling ourselves that this will ever fix and become a better day with a country that is sovereign, with good immigration policy. It's not going to happen. And this is where you've got to call. Please, I beg you to call and get a hold of your representatives, Democrat and Republican. This, this, this part of it really should have nothing to do with political power. And put the power, the power of the people is going to be key here. The power of the people, of we the people, has got to push back and demand these representatives who work for you all, that they demand change and force that. And if that happens in a tsunami uh, wave up there, that's how you're going to fix this problem is you need comprehensive immigration policy and you've got to demand that and push that back on the executive branch you follow me it, you don't give them the option to create executive orders and other policies 
You create comprehensive immigration policy and you legislate that, which is what the House of Representatives is supposed to do. It's what their obligation is. And you put that forth and demand that that becomes the law of the land and then stop some of this chaotic behavior. And this is where the left and the right need to come together at a table and converse on these things. Now, I, when I say that, I'm talking about trying to take out the radical component, because if you have an administration like you have now, such as the Biden-Obama administration, I mean, again, all bets are off, people. I mean, they're going to continue to do what they're doing. This is why Congress has to take the upper hand. Congress is the people. That's the branch. The, the House is the branch that is closest to the people. Those, those representatives, those Congress people, those are closest to the people. Those are the ones that we need to uh, speak the loudest and fix this thing. And that's not going to happen on its own. That's going to happen when the people have had enough. How bad does it have to get? Well, we've got some numbers and some thoughts here that say it's headed that way, people. It's headed that way. And, of course, the worst part about this is, and I always think about this, it, it doesn't get any worse. It's, it's not going to get you know that much uh, incredibly more bad or horrible for those people who've already lost a loved one or who are suffering some plight uh, due to this uh, devastating policy, most people are already paying the highest price possible, you understand? So let's not lose sight of that. These things are already happening to many people. May not be you or I right this second, but that doesn't mean it won't with these kinds of things that are happening in all 50 states. It's transpiring. Now, the other thing about the, the children and, and pregnant people is the level and amount of women who come here and get pregnant and want to get pregnant and are looking for the kids because the kids have been the pawns and this entire game. And this whole thing, as, as we unfold this thing and talk about the evidence here, it's the kids that are being used as pawns through the cartels and through families as well, through people that are using the kids. You have kids coming over the border just themselves with no parents around. You've got others that are getting pregnant and wanting to get pregnant. And there are those that are pregnant that are getting here to have the baby on U.S. Uh, soil so it can be an American. And um, there's been a lot of pushback on those policies as well. So when we talk about children and pregnant people that this governor in Healy and Massachusetts talks about, you understand what we're talking about here. It's massive in size and scope of what we're speaking about here with these families of children and pregnant people, you see. Healy admits, the governor, that there are numerous contributing factors here. And she says the federal uh, policies on immigration and work authorization, as well as lack of affordable housing and the end of COVID-era programs, are contributing factors to this calamity that she and the state is experiencing right now. Now, she, she says this, and she blames it's a confusing tangle of immigration laws an inability for migrants to obtain work authorization from the federal government, an increase in the number of people coming to Massachusetts, and the lack of an affordable housing supply in our state. And this is what's causing this uh, need for a, uh, a national emergency. And she seeks to have that uh, 
uh, state of emergency that other states are doing. So you get a picture now of what we're talking about and the calamities that happen from there. But it gets far worse when you talk about the economics of our education system, of housing all these people, feeding all these people, health care for all of these people. All of this has got to take from a system. You know what this is going to do? I'll tell you what this is going to do. This is going to devastate the middle class, and it's going to make the poorer poorer. It's going to make poor people poorer, and it's going to devastate the middle class. So those who are struggling at the bottom end of the wrong, is it's going to absolutely dip because those dollars are being soaked up. It's like a sponge going to other, other areas. There's only so much of that to go around. And that's where it's going to be used. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a snowball effect, what, what we're looking at here, really. And uh, it, so it's going to make the, the, the poor people that much poorer. They're not going to be able to afford a lot more things. So there's not going to be resources available for them. And it's going to devastate the middle class. It's not going to impact the elite. Uh, those people don't, don't care. They don't get Brad's ass. I mean, they're, they're not anywhere near this problem. And they'll shelter themselves from it just like they do everything. So that's who's having the impact of this. So when you think about these kinds of policies and you think about, you know, who puts them out there? And then these are the same cats that say they're for the, you know, the middle class or the um, the people that are in need. And that's not the case. Their policies are counterproductive to all of these stories that we talk about everything. They're the ones that are being hit the most. As crazy as that sounds, that's what it is. And and we see it here. So, so you know, she's right, Healy, to point this all out. But then again, so was Adams uh, out of uh, New York City. And so was Chicago, uh, you know, and all of these cities. And then even the cities and states who haven't even pulled the lever yet uh, that are struggling with this story. So this is, this is a, a real a problem and concern. Uh, and I, I can only keep telling you, uh, please, just understand. Democrat, Republican, independent, it doesn't matter what the problem specifically, what your political stripe is going to be. Pain is pain. And it's going to come to that moment, that worst possible moment and that point of pain like it always does. And it's going to cost a lot of people. And we're only seeing, we're only scratching the surface here now. This is just starting to unravel. It's like a, it's like a Category 5 hurricane ready to come on shore. We're only seeing some of the outer winds and some of the devastation economically that has happened as things begin to plummet. That's a way to look at this. And, and actually, our entire existence here in America is just like that scenario I draw off of you right there. It really feels to me like a Category 5 hurricane right off the, right off the shore here in America that is ready to hit the country in a big way. And it's a massive hurricane. Uh, the, the center, think of the spiral impact of a hurricane and think of it being huge coming through the ocean that it's going to cover a very large swath of the country and it's going to move rapidly through the country. And that's what you have with these kinds of policies on the border. It is a Category 5 that is just starting. You can just see some of the trees bending in the distance and you can see some of the wind starting to blow and feel some of the water and the rain, but it's not nearly what it needs to be or what it will be. 
when some of these other things happen and some of the criminals and drugs and the terrorists start to happen and the economic deficits happen and the, the, the education problems happen and all these things build up and then you're going to have a full onslaught of a Category 5 hurricane right here in the United States, right here in, in the midst of the country where it's going to, it's going to hit the homeland pretty, pretty, pretty tight here uh, is what will happen. There's a real cost of these open borders, friends, and uh, our and Americans are indeed paying the price for all of this. Uh, there's there, there's a price to pay for all this insanity, but the key to this, I want you to understand, we're just starting to pay the price. Just starting, just on the edges of this. Mark my words, it will get a whole hell of a lot worse. And until we cut that hurricane off at the knees and stop the water, you know, you see the hurricane, the way the water comes in from the bottom and goes right out through the top and it continues to feed and spin and build. And that's what we need to stop. In order to do that, we got a comprehensive immigration policy is the only thing that's going to stop that. Bring that up, force that onto the feds, get that to the executive branch. And that's that. And and, the, and it's really the responsibility of the congressional people, Democrats and Republicans, to hell with the executive branch at this point. They are the calamity and the reason for this problem. So force the Democrats and Republicans on to legislate. That's the best I can tell you. That's how this representative government works. That's who these people, they, they answer to you all, whether you're in, again, Massachusetts, whether New York, Chicago, Iowa, Arizona, Texas, Florida, doesn't matter. They they answer to you, the closest to the people right there. That's how this has got to be done. Other than that, we're just getting on and blowing a gasket all the time and talking about how bad the problem is. It's not going to fix anything, my fellow Americans. It's going to take more than that. Well, you're listening to the voice of a nation here. Uh, AmericaOutloud.news is the place to be, and it is, it is the place that... Uh, as we say proudly on the top of the platform here, here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. This particular story today we're talking about feeds to that point wholeheartedly. I mean, it nails that point down because what we're really fighting for here is future generations. That's what we're fighting for. We're fighting for liberty and justice for all. And we're fighting to preserve those future generations. That's our goal, number one, our mantra at AmericaOutloud.news. Now, we had that change just a few weeks ago. It is new. We've gone from the .com to the .news. You'll still get there with the .com always. But we are branded. And that's what we want you to know us by. And help us get the word out there, please, as AmericaOutloud.news. That's the place to go for the out loud truth. That's the rallying call right there, friends. The legacy media, social media, it's all dead. It's all gone. It's all corrupt. It's all Walter Cronkite. Those days are long gone, friends. Now you've got evil people that are running the media machine here in the country. Uh, they're uninforming, misinforming, and they are, they've turned our fourth estate upside down backwards. And we're in a sad state of affairs right now in our country. It is the biggest um, calamity. I would suggest if we could fix the media and get some truth telling out there, we'd be in a whole better position here in our country. If if people were informed and they knew what would just like this story today. That's why I need you to get this out there. 
I need, I need to ask you to sh please share this couple three times over on all your media outlets, all of them, and just share the truth. Just get it out there, man. All the shows go to podcasts the day after, of course, when, once they play on talk radio. Now, this program, The Voice of a Nation, Malcolm at 8, plays uh, Monday through Friday, as you know, 8 p.m. Eastern time. There's an encore the following morning at 8 as well. It's always 8 is the number. 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. is an encore a weekday. You should catch the broadcast always there. But uh, surely 8 p.m. is the time to tune in. And it's the time when people are getting home and having dinner and relaxing a little bit. Hopefully turn on the radio and turn on or, or listen on our apps. Apple, Android, Alexa, they're free. They are amazing. They're the best in class apps. And just go to your Apple or Android store, type in America Out Loud Talk Radio, come right up. Click it, get it, grab it, secure it. Or go to AmericaOutloud.news and right on the right sidebar, if you're on a desktop or laptop or mobile, it's further down toward the bottom. You'll see the links directly there, Apple, Android, Alexa. The apps are free. The mission is priceless, it says. I, I like that. I like that. It, the, the mission is priceless. There's also the iHeartRadio. Go right to iHeartRadio. That's that's their network, their site. But that's what we play on, America Out Loud Talk Radio. And, of course, there's a Listen Live button there, which is a beautiful world-class media player. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And it, it works. Any web browser in the world. That's why we have listeners all over the globe. That's the way to do that, friends. Uh, we are home of the free because of the brave. And uh, that is uh, that is exactly it. We honor all of our patriots and all of our military heroes who have fought to secure our freedom, our liberty and justice, uh, to preserve the future generations. They've done that over the, over the many years and decades of securing America, 247 years into this experience now. And uh, we are reaching toward the 250-year mark. And the year of our Lord, 2046, will be the semi-quincentennial, believe it or not. That's amazing. I, 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 not without dating myself, I do remember 1976. I was a young lad. Uh, a, a young lad, yes. And I do remember that, though, the sense of patriotism in our nation. It felt good to be an American. And, of course, I was playing sand, uh, uh, playing sand, playing ball, baseball on the sand lots <laughs> as well as school. I loved baseball. I was going to I wanted to be a professional ball player for many years as well. But uh, but the problem is, as young men, you start dating and women, you know, women. What am I telling you? Right. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, uh, you got to stay you got to stay true to your passion. That's the best advice I can give a uh 18, 19, 20, or 22-year-old. Stay true to your passion. Take the opportunity to follow your heart. That's the key to life, actually. If you're doing what you really want to do and what you're meant to do, just enjoying your passion, you'll never work a day in your life. That is a true statement. I love what we do here at America Out Loud. It is a 24-7 experience for me. Uh, so I we, we, we like to think we are, we have a lot of skin in the game here, but it's not a job per se. In fact, I haven't held a J-O-B since I was probably 15 years old, delivering newspapers out in the neighborhood, doing that as a young man. Remember the newspaper deliveries? Did that for a lot of years as a young kid. Made a little money out of it, a good little business out of it. Just adding more, more uh, houses and more uh, machines and, you know, all the stuff you did as a kid. But uh, no, I've been an, an entrepreneur all my life, basically. And that's really experiencing the American dream is what that is. American exceptionalism. 
the American dream. It's a beautiful thing, people. It's a beautiful. I mean, we can graciously say that in our country. That a lot of people around the world can't say that, and we take that for granted. And many people in the world can't take that for granted because they don't experience it and they don't have it. So it's probably a good time for us all to do inventory and count our blessings. To be sure. One of the ways to count your blessings is to stay healthy. AmericaOutloud.shop is the place to go to stay healthy. There's some of the best uh, opportunities there to secure uh, for your loved ones, for your family, your people you love around you and yourself. You want to stay healthy and happy. This is the way to do it right here. Cofix RX has a brand new product. It's a, a throat spray. A brand new. It's exciting. You know, you you heard us the nasal hygiene with the this was amazing, uh, with the povidone iodine and the xylitol and all that's in that the Cofix RX. You put it in your nose and it was it was killing the pathogens and so it never got into your respiratory tract. It was an amazing product, um, and uh, same thing as Clear as well as another one we highly support and promote. Clear XLEAR is available in your drugstores, pharmacies, all of that sort of thing. Uh, and it's a marvelous uh, product to be sure. A Cofix's new products is a throat spray. It's brand new. And you take the throat spray and you're able to, and that's where you're, you're most um, vulnerable is going to be your nose, where these pathogens and viruses, diseases can enter into your body, is your nose and your mouth. And it's the areas we touch with our hands all the time, by the way. So that's a real problem. Gotta, we got to stop doing that, you know, where we touch that all the time. And But, you know, this is where you can uh, use the throat spray uh, that's brand new from Cofix RX. And you, you spray that in the mouth like this, you know, and then you use the nasal hygiene. So one, it's a new protocol, actually. It's a one, two step protocol that we highly recommend. You hear Dr. McCullough and I talk about it all the time on America Out Loud Pulse and other programs on the network. Well, right now you get 25% off that, 25% off first time ever, only using the code OUTLOUD25. But now, now you can click the banner ad right at americaoutloud.shop. Just type that in your browser and you'll go right in there and you'll be entitled to that discount using the code OUTLOUD25. All your codes and savings and discounts are in that shop for all the products. I encourage you to do some research. Check out the products. See what works. If you have questions, email us. You can email us at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Uh, or just hit the contact button back on the platform or message into some of our doctors and our experts on the platform. We have an amazing group of people and all these programs we got. So best in class. And that's the beauty of America Out Loud. Uh, so check that out, AmericaOutloud.shop. And uh, we'll take a pause here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Liberty at americaoutloud.com. World class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. 
Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. The out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. America News was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. It is Malcolm Eddy. Welcome back into the Voice of a Nation. One of the best places and sites we all can go to get really the latest and greatest information on the catastrophe we're talking about today is the Center for Immigration Studies. Now, bar none, they are the elite group, CIS.org, and you'll get a whole lot there, I'll tell you. Uh, one of the points of reference uh, I want to draw to your attention is a, a wonderful uh, piece, uh, w- which was part of a congressional hearing. Uh, Todd Benzman uh, was, uh, writes this piece up uh, from the Center for Immigration Studies, and he was at the United States House of Representatives uh, Committee on Homeland Security. What was I just talking about you with is the House of Representatives and the importance of Congress when it comes to this immigration. And he talks about the real cost of an open border, how Americans are paying the price. Now, we've talked about at this point, you've got a sense of what's happening around our country, but we're just starting to feel this Category 5 hurricane and the decimation of our American way of life right at this very moment. But this storm is going to continue to come on shore, and we're going to continue to see this escalate, this problem. And it will happen from a lot of sad vantage points of uh, uh, targeted areas, like uh, I mentioned the economy. The, the economic you know, muse of all this is going to be severe as the governor of Massachusetts is complaining now, declaring a state of emergency. Uh, these governments cannot afford, and they're going to start taking resources away from people who need it here, Americans who need it, and it's going to be going to the migrant and the elite, because the system is overloaded. 
it's overrun and it's overloaded and there's nowhere to go. And who's going to pay the bill? Well, the American taxpayer is going to pay the bill. And that money's got to come from the lowest possible denominator. It's going to come from the poor people and it's going to come from the middle class. That's what's going to happen. All of us are going to pay the price. You better believe it. So that's the real world policies of this, but that doesn't even get into the drug cartels, the fentanyl, the opioid rise, the deaths, the young people that are dying. It doesn't get into any of that. It doesn't get into the terrorism aspect of what's happening there. It doesn't get into all the Chinese nationals coming across the border and what are they here for? None of these things are going to be safe for our nation, but they are, they are calamities waiting to happen. And that's the price uh, when you don't have a sovereign nation and you have open borders and you have somebody with a, uh, well, with a, uh, a Marxist agenda, I guess, best way to put it, I guess, to have a nation that's not sovereign to let anybody come in. And the problem is, this is being advertised all over the world. Everybody knows this is happening. And so your people are coming in from all vantage points, all countries And granted, many of them are seeking a better way of life and they see the American opportunity. But the problem is the people who were here initially, when Biden, as Bensman points out, that I'll tell you, in, you know, when this initial flood happened and the people were coming in and Title 42 was expiring and all of that, they were right in home. They were coming over and they were getting, you know, having favor and getting to where they needed to and, you know, getting a free pass, passing the, I guess you could say the monopoly board and probably collecting a couple of hundred bucks from the federal government as well. And by doing that, they started writing home on the free phones they were getting from the government as well, from all your taxpayer dollars, writing home to family. Hey, come on in. The water feels good. Just the right temperature here. Feels good. No, I'm not saying that, you know, it depends what you're, you can look at this many different ways. Yeah, they're in need, all of this, but there's got to be a better way to do this, friends. You've got to have a better program. You can't just uh, let this freewheel in with open borders and uh, see the devastation of our country. There has to be another way to do this. That's what we're talking about here. Compassion is one thing. But when it hits your home and is devastating your way of life, the American way of life, all bets are off. And right now, all bets are off. That's what we have happening right here, friends. Get me wound up, huh? Todd Bensman is uh, one of the marvelous. They have such an esteemed group of experts at the Center for Immigration Studies. Mark Gregorian's executive director there. Uh, you, you hear many of their folks that are on my programs here. I firmly believe in the work that they do. You'll hear them both on Viewpoint this Sunday on the Weekend News Magazine. And you'll hear them here on The Voice of a Nation. Using his latest piece as a blueprint to set. Now, there's some startling information here that will stun you. Uh, but he says this is the worst mass migration crisis. He tells the House this now at this uh, committee, this committee on Homeland Security. He's telling the House of Representatives what I'm sharing with you right now. And that's why I tell you this is the time to light the fire under your representatives and demand action. Use Todd Bensman's name and that committee name. We'll put the links in this po- in this post when it goes to podcast to Todd's story there. I just want action and I want to see people write in to their representatives. It's got to be your representatives. That's that's overwhelm the system with correspondence and communications. That's what the American people have. Don't give me this business. You're a D and R and I. It doesn't matter. 
All of these problems are not going to seek you out because you're a Democrat, Republican, or independent people. Doesn't matter. Overwhelm the system with correspondence and demand these people who work for you. Demand action. Todd says, this is the worst mass migration crisis ever to have occurred at the American southern border. Let that sink in. And what is happening at that border is by very possible metric on government record, the worst such mass migration in the American experience. Now well into its third year, with at least 4 million foreign nationals allowed to enter and stay in the United States for their illegal crossing efforts. 4 million, he's saying. I've heard reports of 5 million. But friends, the problem is, it's probably double or triple or quadruple. We don't even know the number of how many have gotten in that have been unreported. He's only talking about reported. And he knows that. He talks about it all the time. So those numbers, think about those numbers. That's a massive amount of people to educate, to get into the school system, the public school system. It's a ma- massive amount of people to feed they had no money, no no nothing when they got here. Massive amount, amount of people to give phones to. Massive amount of people that need health care. So it just overloads the entire system. The system can't handle it. This is all by Joe Biden's invitation is how this has all happened. And Todd Benzman goes on and tells the House of Representatives, I've spent a great deal of the past two and a half years on the ground, both sides of the border, usually with the immigrants before and after they cross. And from thousands of their testimonials, I have written the only comprehensive first draft of this historic events, causes and effects in my book, Overrun. Okay. In it, I document the genesis of this incredible continuous events and specific policies that went into effect on Joe Biden's inauguration day. So he's talking about inauguration day. That's when this thing blew up. It was within minutes, hours, uh, moments when all the new executive orders were written that decimated Trump policies that changed the entire trajectory. And Trump policies were temporary because they were executive orders. Because there's no comprehensive immigration plan put into place from your representatives. That is the problem. That's the real crisis we have here is the lack of representation of the people you hire and send to Washington, D.C. to represent you. And you pay their salaries nonetheless. And then the bastards don't follow through. How else are you going to say this? When you do that in a job, you get fired. You get thrown out on your backside in a hot second. Needs to be the same thing here. Benzman tells the House, the administration put a freeze on required board enforcement measures and fast-tracked the release of the majority of illegal crossers into the country where they and most experts know they will stay forever. Of course they're going to stay forever. This whole amnesty thing and trying to legalize all of it, it's just a political ping-pong game. These people don't even, they don't have to report. It's some sort of an osmosis program. If you want to show up two years from now or three years, here's an appointment for you. Are we? Who are we kidding? The whole thing is a freaking joke. It's an ugly joke. It's not a funny joke. It's not a happy joke. It's an evil joke. But it's a joke on the American people just the same. Yeah. 
So Benjamin says here, from the first tens of thousands who began crossing on inauguration day. You remember that when it happened. You remember all the hype of him taking the administration with inauguration and everybody was watching the border. It was like a clock ticking. And we all knew, like, this was one of the big things we talked about. And, like, what's going to happen? And it was the, you know, they were just pushing through the whole thing and knocking the border down and overwhelming the authorities. And that was real-time stuff that happened. And uh, so he says it went from, uh, oh, hundreds of thousands to millions. And then counting an estimated 1.7 million uh, were never apprehended. And that first group that came in, probably more than 4 million have entered the country from the border in a mere 30-month span. Just over two and a half years is all we're talking about here, friends. Perhaps as many as 6 million largely uneducated and needy people will be in the country before the Biden policies might first be reversed in the 24 national elections and the flood gates closed. Think about those numbers. Yeah, there are people that, you know, it, it depends what our role here is in America. If you're willing to dev devastate uh, your own quality of life and the American way of life, which is where I started this broadcast today to you in the opening remarks, then you're on the right trajectory right now. And these policies will be good for the, exactly that cause. If your goal is to, to preserve the American way of life and preserve future generations, you better get off your can right now and start writing your representatives in your state and demand an action. That's the only way it's going to happen. people. Use the system. They put demands on the system. And so now we need to use the system to change what's transpired here, what's taken place. It is an incredibly uh, reckless policy. You know, you'll have to realize and believe and understand what are the reasons that any United States president from any political party or political strike, whatever it is, why would they do such a thing? Let that think about that. Resonate on that thought. Think, Sleep on it tonight for me and report back to me if you would, please. And you can email me here at liberty at americrotloud.com. Let me know what your thoughts. Why would any administration devastate, destroy life for the people they're supposed to represent and they that they work for? And why would they do that exactly? What is the cause and effect of those policies? Who gets hurt the most? The poor, repeat after me, the poor people and the middle class. That's all of us people whatever pocket you fit in, uh, if we're not elite, and I don't, I know present company is not elite, and I would imagine maybe you're not as well, and unless you happen to be Bill Gates or Al Gore and you're listening to the broadcast here, and welcome if you are, and take a seat and help us fix the damn problem. Will you please, Bill and Al? Yeah, really. They're too busy trying to chase uh, Big farmer and climate change, respectively, right? To line their pockets, bastards. That's what the elite do all the time. But then we have to question back this, uh, the policies of any administration. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter whether it's a Democrat or Republican policies. They're horrible policies. And we need these political representatives come together and do what is right for the American people. Uh, so that's, we get to your representatives in your state. 
write them and demand that they have comprehensive immigration policy. That's what I want you to talk, comprehensive immigration policy. We need to fix the broken immigration system. We need a legal immigration system because that's what America is based on. That's what the whole statue thing was in the harbor up in New York. It's illegal immigration. That's what we're about. That's what that's the basis and the core of America. Now, the political operatives on the left and the extremists, they will use that as some sort of a stepping stone that so, so, somehow we're supposed to take all the the uh, the masses out there around the world. All that's going to do is lower the playing field and devastate your way of life. It's going to take it away from your kids and your grandkids and yourself and your current generation and your future generations. And there's a lot of damage here these past few years that it's going to take some time to rebuild. This is not going to be an overnight thing here. But as Todd Bensman said here to the House, you've got to close the floodgates and you've got to fix the problem. He's right. He's right. I mean, closing the floodgates is part of it. And fixing the problem is another part of it. That's got to be done. But healthcare systems, welfare assistance, uh, public welfare, social security, housing, you got job, labor markets, got your schools, your education system, got the criminal justice system. All these things are going to be overwhelmed pulling the quality of life away from each and every one of us. And that's what that is. The Americans are just starting to pay the price of open borders. That's the message today, my fellow Americans. We're just starting. The Category 5 hurricane is just starting to blow. You can see the winds in the distance, and you can see some of the fallen trees and things that are happening as it comes on shore. But you're not feeling the full weight yet by any stretch of the imagination. You're only getting the outer bands of this thing. That's it. Throughout the country, the outer bands hit and miss different areas, but they're being impacted. And as it continues to move on shore, both economically, drugs, crime, and terrorism will be the end game right there. And then that's what you'll have. That's how effective your Public operatives have done, and the people you've hired to send to Washington, that's what they've delivered back to the people. It is a sad day in the neighborhood, I will tell you, the American neighborhood. It's time to wake people up, friends. It's time to wake people up from this long slumber and demand action. It starts here. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.